When life happens, plans need to change. Shaping Change, hosted by certified financial planner Ross Marino, is dedicated to helping financial advisors better serve their clients when life takes those unexpected turns. Today, we are going to talk about the three keys to a fulfilling retirement. And the keys happen to be three C's, as in the letter C. Susan, what are the three C's? Community, control, and contribution. Three pretty big words when you really think about what that meaning might be for you individually. Why do we have to talk about all three of those? Well, you know, Russ, when we move into such a big life change like retirement, it's good to have some structure to think about it, to think about it beforehand, think about it during. You'll hopefully have a thinking partner that's like Russ, a certified financial transitionist that can talk to you about ideas and help you get prepared or think through changes once you retire. But having some structure helps you really own those conversations, things that you and your maybe life partner can talk about and, and explore possibilities through. So we, we use things like the three C's to create good structured exploration. We used to focus just on wealth as financial planners, but over time you realize the goal isn't just wealth, it's wealth and well-being and they have to go hand in hand. Being entirely healthy, but being broke in retirement, not so much fun. Having lots of money, but not having well-being during retirement, not so much fun either. So we need to balance the two. So the human side of retirement really revolves around community and those relationships. Can you talk about why that is so important to us during retirement? Well, science, neuroscience, um, social sciences confirm over and over and over again that we are social beings. When you're in some kind of a work environment, you generally have social connection. Uh, might not be by choice, but you have it. And you have routines that put you in connection with people, maybe as you go to work or come home from work and, and that sort of thing. When you're raising your children, you have some natural connections. When you retire, particularly if you move to a new area, uh, whether it's in your locale, you downsize, or maybe you move to a different part of the country or the world, um, you lose those connections. And we thrive in community. So to find a way to connect and to be part of some small group, some small effort is an important component of well-being. Um, it's well proven, but don't take our word for it. Try it out. Try and be disconnected for a while and see if you don't miss that human connection. Don't try for too long because it's probably not going to be good for you. But you, you'll notice that people that are connected seem to be thriving. And that's what you want to do is you want to thrive in retirement. I think the pandemic has highlighted our need to be connected with people. And it's been challenging for many people out there to go through what we all had to go through in 2020. I just listened to a podcast. I think it's the Curious Minds podcast with Gail Allen. She had a guest on there and they were talking about the neuroscience, which you just referenced, how having friendships was just as important according to the way the brain responds as your nutrition, 
and also your exercise. So as they tied it all into overall health, it wasn't just an aspect, it was just as important. And having those friendships is so important. Now, when we go into retirement, we may not understand the value of those consistent relationships over time. We may enjoy them while we were working and we may believe and, and say they're valuable, but once we retire, it's not that we didn't get it, we are just going to all of a sudden see it differently. Is there a significant loss of connection when you go from working and seeing these people year after year to all of a sudden, Monday morning, I'm now retired? Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly it can be. doesn't have to be. Many people prepare for retirement and they take up a sport. They take up a hobby. They, they make a commitment to a particular cause or even to family members. Sometimes older generations commit to younger generations to help raise children. Uh, sometimes people want to shift into a new career. Someone as a corporate executive might want to be um, a part-time teacher. Um, somewhere along the line. So there are ways to do it, but without some intention or maybe some luck, you know, well, you don't want to rely on luck. It's great when it happens, but you, without some intention, you can hit the gap and that kind of gap of not connection, you know, you get up in the morning and you're healthy and all that, but who do you connect with? Who matters? And watching other people on television, and maybe even you you follow a Netflix series or something like that, they are not your family and they are not your friends. They are your entertainment. You have to have your own group. Let's talk a little bit about the financial aspect of that. As we go into retirement, people look at how much they can spend. And regardless of what their budget is, there's often a tendency to want to spend as little as possible, especially if you're a younger retiree, and it's for good reason. What if I live for 30 years? What if I need nursing home care? There's plenty of what if questions and uncertainty that could be expensive. And regardless of how much money you have, it's normal to worry about that. And I think for some people, there's an instinct to try to spend less and say, oh, well, I don't need to do that. And I know conversations that I've had with people to kind of reframe that is when you look at your well-being, you look at getting out and connecting with people, yes, it may be an expense, but when you understand the value of it, you might want to slide it over to the investment column where you're actually putting money into mm -hmm. your well-being. And that's something that's important. You're going to feel better. It's not just, hey, this is fun. I'm going to join the club and, and play golf all the time. Yes, that may be expensive. There may be other ways to go about that, but you have to understand that as you go out, you have to do things and not just think about, I don't want to spend too much money. How do you think we can explain to people that, yes, it's an expense, but it's also an investment, so you have to make this a priority? Yeah, it absolutely is an investment. And I, we're probably both thinking about sports like golf or something like that. Um, but it, it could be other things. It could be theater. Um, there are theater clubs. Um, it, it could be uh, something to do with um, socializing in a certain way in a community that you have to belong to a social club in order to do that. Um, if it's within the realm of possibilities, yes, it is an investment in your well-being. And there are usually alternative ways to do it. It doesn't usually mean you have to be top dollar for it. I noticed that a lot of people were 
uh, canceling their club memberships uh, this year because they weren't able to use their club. And it turns out the municipality that they're in has some great municipal services. So instead of paying 3000 a year minimum club dues, they're paying $150 a year. Um, so it's a different crowd. You're meeting different people. It's not your same routine, but it's another way of um, meeting uncertainty and maybe meeting the, the, the perceived or real need to conserve um, your, your, your funds when you retire. So we have to be more intentional, intentional about community. We have to go out, we have to connect with people. And yes, meeting new people is important, but you're also stressing seeing those same people to build those relationships, to, to connect with the same people over a period of time. Um, sounds like if you have the time to do that, that is a great thing to do. So let's go to C number two, which is control. Because as we shift into lots of time during retirement, we now have control over our schedule, but we also don't have a lot on our schedule. And all of that control may not feel like the greatest thing right off the bat. No, and it. Some people get a bit frantic, and they want to fill the space. They want to fill their calendar, and sometimes if you don't fill it, others will fill it for you. Um, if you happen to be fortunate enough to live by your adult children that have children that they're raising, you become a very desirable babysitter. Um, or maybe they send the kids to you during certain times of the year. And all of that could be great, but make sure it's what you want. And if it's what you want, but not at the volume that you want, you have control over what I'm available for, what I'm not available for. Um, volunteer work. If you're a great volunteer, it feels good. And it also lends into the third C, which is contribution. But a great way to spend your time. But if you're really good at it, I've never met any nonprofit that didn't need more. <laughs> more from every single one of the volunteers. So you, you need to set your own boundaries, have your control over what you, you have to offer um, and what you're willing to do. As we transition to retirement, that Monday morning, I figure I'll just go with that same theme when I wake up, I may have a lot of should do's on my list. I don't necessarily have a lot of must do's. And I'm going to go through that soul searching process of what do I really want to do? What matters to me? What is important today? And as I'm thinking about that, there's going to be people around me who know I don't have any must do's and they're going to think, oh, wow, we can get this person to help us out. I can call dad or mom, or I can call my friend. They may have expectations of me going into retirement because all of a sudden he's going to have time. I can't wait to connect with him. How do I deal with people who have different expectations for retirement than I do for myself? Um, we actually think about managing expectations in kind of a concrete way. Um, again, we like structure. We talked about that previously on another podcast. So when you have some structure around uh, who expects what of you, when, why, how much, and you kind of chart that out, you can take a look at it and decide how you feel about it. 
and you can start to manage that. Um, if you if you're in relationship and you're partnered, um, have your partner do it. Have uh, expectations of each other. Um, I know that one of the the uh, rubs is when one partner signs the other partner up to do all kinds of things because they think it would be fun. <laughs> so it's good to go through managing expectations again in a structured way. From the financial standpoint, when we have all of this control, I always want to stress that you can do anything you want to do as long as you can afford it. Um, I've laughed many times when someone would call and say, Ross, you're going to think I'm crazy because I did this. And I always say, well, can you afford it? And if the answer is, well, yes, well, then I don't think you're crazy. Should be interesting. What did you do? So it's okay to work within your limitations. And I think that's what we want to stress with control. Yes, I may have control over my schedule and it'll allow me to do a lot of things. I still have to have budget. I still have to have boundaries. I have to make sure that what I'm doing, I'm actually able to do. And the way I do that is by knowing what can be known. I have to know what's coming in. I have to know what's going out. It's budgeting 101. Doesn't matter if I'm 20 years old or 70 years old. I really need to do this. So it's great to have control. It's great to have options and to make selections. But I also need to extend that to the family members because something we see regularly is adult children, once their parents retire, often mm. think their parents have all this money because it seems like everything's okay. <laughs> and they think that they can just ask their parents for more money and more money. And there's plenty of parents out there who have given too much and then 10 or 20 years later regretted it because they realized that now it's costing them and they really shouldn't have given that much away over time. So how about we pivot to the contribution, which is the last part of the three C's. We know purposeful living is a big buzzword now and people talk about that and being fulfilled in what you do, it's important and we get that. It's one of the challenges of just having hobbies during retirement. You can fill up your schedule, but if it doesn't really matter to you, it's only going to be enjoyable for so long. And it can be a challenge for people. So what are some ways maybe to get out and try to figure out what's fulfilling to you? I'm not sure, Russ, that everyone knows what's fulfilling to them without trying it. And what is the definition of fulfilling? It's got to change based on who you are and, and the life you want to live and who you live with and all that. So I think it's a great thing to think about. Again, it's a little bit of structure. Like, do I feel fulfilled? Most people don't say that, right? They don't ask themselves that. Do I like this? Is it okay to do this? They have kind of a, a you know, a, a very basic way of, of adjusting or um, addressing things. Um, am I happy? Fulfilled is a little bit deeper, isn't it? Does it, does it make me feel like I am purposeful? I know that uh, sounds like an overused word, but if you can get over that part of it, purpose, what is the purpose? You know, what difference do I want to be making? Am I making a difference? It's, it's good stuff. Um, so wondering about fulfillment is, is interesting. It's important. But it starts out with being uh, a bit creative and imagining and uh, maybe even a little bit of courage to try something new. And it's okay if it doesn't work. 
it's okay if it's not fulfilling or there's some other reason or what worked last year doesn't work this year. Remember, we talk about this all the time, that this is a fluid experience. Life is fluid and certainly retirement is fluid. So um, the idea of being creative and, and, and imagining and having courage to try things uh, under the, the, the guise of well-being and contribution and purposeful is A-OK. And that's what we need to be doing is, uh, and it's good, again, to have somebody who can help you with structure around this so that you can test things out. You have a filter to determine if this really is the way you want to contribute or not, whether it's money that you're contributing or your time. Excellent advice. So let's finish up with one of the transition takeaways in our book, Shaping Change. We finish with 10 transition takeaways that seem to work in all types of changes in life. So as this change goes into retirement and we talk about the three C's, Susan, what takeaway would you talk about? Significant events require big decisions and big decisions require a process to decide what is urgent, what's immediate and what you're gonna do later. That's in the book too. It's called the decision-free zone. It's a great tool for making those big decisions. I'm gonna go with number nine, which is there is no new beginning without an ending. With our community, we're going to end our working community. And even though we'll keep in touch, it's going to be different. We're not gonna see those people every day. So we have to transition to something new, the control over our schedule, the previous schedule of working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, it ended. So now we move to something new and how we contribute to the world, what makes us fulfilled, if I'm working for a company, I can contribute to the company. I can take care of my clients. There's, there's joy in that. It's, it matters in the world, but that ends as soon as I stop working. So now I have to start something new and figure out how to contribute. Any final words, Susan? Be well, everyone. Retirement is a gift. It's a great privilege. Use that gift well. Thank you for listening to Shaping Change with Ross Marino. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results. Visit rlsummit.com to learn more.